everyone, and welcome to the Kajabi Edge podcast, where we talk to real entrepreneurs to give you an edge on Kajabi. I'm your host, Jared Lohman, Vice President of Customer Experience, and today we are joined by Kelly Ann Zielinski, Business and Self-Leadership Mentor at Self-Leadership Global. How's it going today, Kelly? Awesome. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you for being here. So why don't why don't we just in traditional show form, why don't you give us kind of your 15 second elevator pitch on who it is you are and what it is that you do? Sure. So I'm Kelly Anzalinski with Self-Leadership Global, and I support coaches in extracting their genius from their minds and packaging it into products, programs, and services, all while living their deepest levels of self-leadership. And that self-leadership is a big piece that's oftentimes missed in the process. Process. So really doing a process of harmonizing the, the self-leadership and the practicality piece of building your coaching business. Ooh, that's exciting. I hope we're able to like maybe extract a, a bit of my genius on this during this conversation. Maybe we can uh, do it in real time a little bit. Uh, well, first, before we dig into that, I guess kind of tell us a little bit of kind of your Genesis story, like how you got into this world. What did you do before? Was this the beginning of your career or where did this kind of come into your life? Yeah, this is actually perfect timing because I just sent an email out to my list yesterday. Um, I'm just coming up on this past week, my 10 year anniversary of resigning from being a teacher. So before I did Kajabi, I was an elementary school teacher. Um, And before I got into coaching in general, I was an elementary school teacher for seven years. And I went through uh, a journey of my own, a self-discovery journey, a self-leadership journey. And it was about five years in that I really knew that I wanted to teach, but on a broader level. And I was feeling a little bit restricted in my career at that point. And so at the time, that was when I actually found Brennan Burchard, who, oh my gosh, I love him so much. I was able to meet him at some point to thank him for his genius because he supported me in extracting my genius. And then that was the ripple effect from there. But when I found Brendan in Experts Academy, that was when I really was able to understand that I I did have a genius to share and that you can make money from your message was really the big point that I got from Brendan. And after that, I was able to basically take all of my ideas of everything that I had shared and everything that I had grown through and and gone through in my life and package it into a business model. And so after seven years, I was able to finally resign from teaching. And now I'm still a teacher just on a much broader scale. Okay. So I guess uh, zoning in on that last point there, when you said after seven years, does that mean you like continued teaching for the first seven years of your entrepreneurial journey? So no. So I was teaching for five years. And then at year five, I had sort of gone through a self-discovery journey and was was realizing that I wasn't happy. So I was still teaching for two years while I was still building my business model. Very nice. Very nice. So I I would imagine like as you're kind of going through the the thought process, deciding to like take this leap. I mean, I know that teachers are, are probably not known to make the most money in the world, but still there's something there there's that, you know, that little bit of ongoing income that keeps you afloat. Can you tell us a little bit about like just the journey you had to go through to actually build up the the strength or the courage to say, I'm doing this for real? What was the signal for you? Oh my gosh. It was a lot of um, early mornings and late nights of working on my business, you know, beyond what I was already doing and teaching. And I think, you know, I don't know that there's really like one set time for everybody. I think everyone has their 
their own internal moment where they just know that this is it. Like this year is my year. I'm resigning. I'm going all in on me and my business model and what this looks like. And yeah, it's scary. Like for sure. (laughs) You know, it was definitely, um, there was definitely fear involved. However, I knew, you know, like there was like this innate knowingness within me that, that it was just the time. And, and I think something around making that definite decision that it was the time supported me in just making all of the perfect decisions along the way. One of the things that we, I think we really like to zone in on here is just like getting an understanding of some of the key challenges and the problems, because like, we don't, we don't like to gloss over, um, you know, the, the fact that the entrepreneurial journey isn't necessarily easy and it isn't always an overnight success. Cause so could you like share a little bit about, um, kind of some of the challenges that you ran into when getting things up and running? Yeah. You know, I think it's what most entrepreneurs do. I think most people expect there to be these grandiose results much faster than they, than they typically come. And I also think that, um, the packaging, so there's different phases to your coaching business, right? So there's the idea phase, there's the creation phase of all the content, there's the packaging phase, the marketing phase and the enrollment phase. So I didn't realize in the beginning that there were all these different phases. So I'm just thinking like, Oh, cool. Like I'm just going to create this one thing and I'm just going to market it and not realizing, realizing all of like the little steps and all the details along the way. And so I think if anything, it was really just things taking a little bit longer than I had anticipated. I'm not super techie, but I can, I can certainly like find my way through tech issues. I'm great at Google. And also Kajabi is so amazing when it comes to their Kajabi university and training on all the different levels and aspects of all the things that we need, that we need to do. And so I think just taking the time to really go through all of those things and not just at a surface level, but in depth, like really understanding pipelines was a big one for me and understanding um, just the top of the funnel in general. So it's like once you have your your pipeline built, then it's a matter of, of building up community and driving traffic to the pipeline and getting through that whole process of helping your audience to know you and like you and, and realize that you are the one that can support them with your products, programs, and services. And so I think for sure, for everything from number one to under, even understanding that there were phases to a coaching business to then filling in all the little details along the way, and then just taking the time to actually build up the community, nurture the community and build trust with the community for sure was, was a big piece to the journey. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I've, I've never been a coach and I often think of coaching as a, as an excellent like way to kind of get started in the business world, because really like the only tool that you 100% need is you, you know, maybe a telephone, I guess, if you're not doing one-on-one in-person coaching, but maybe you could like kind of drill into a little bit more like if someone was considering getting up and running on a coaching business like what are like some of like just the beyond the bare minimum obviously we know you need yourself but like what kind of comes next in that process just to get up and running with a coaching business sure sure i love this question this is exactly what i do so there's a couple different things first and foremost you have to understand if you want to be a coach or a mentor or a teacher or a combination of all three because there is a difference between them Um, And that typically will get people caught up when it comes to like, do I need a certification? And do I, you know, should I get certified in order to do this thing? I'm personally not certified. So I'm, I'm really like, I consider myself a mentor. So I teach people a process that I've gone through. Um, But I think even before that, it's important to understand your lifestyle and to get an idea of how much time do you want to be working 
with clients? How much time do you want to be working in and on your business? Like, what do you want the business to do for you as part of your life and your lifestyle? Like, do you want more freedom? Do you enjoy working on the, like, do you enjoy being on the phone one-on-one with people all day long? Or would you rather have a more hands-off approach? So really getting a sense of what kind of model do you want and how does that model fit into your lifestyle so that when you start to build out your coaching business, you can build it out so that it serves you and your lifestyle from the beginning and also serves your clients in the world. Because there's a way that you could reach millions of people and make millions of dollars and impact millions of lives, especially through the ripple effect without you having to physically be there all the time. And that was one of the main things that Kajabi has supported me with and why I I shout Kajabi from the rooftops to like seriously everybody I meet in the business world because it just creates this, like the structure opens up space for me to have freedom. You know what I mean? Like the systems create space in my mind and also in my actual world so that I could express my creativity and express my genius and and show up as all of me in my world online and, and also off. So it's really just a matter of you knowing you first and kind of getting an idea of why do you want the business in the first place? What's it going to provide for you? And, and also, you know, for the people that you're going to be supporting and also what do you want this model to look like? Because there are millions of coaches out there and every single coach has their own model. Like there are no two models that are the same, nor should they be because we all have different wants, needs, desires, and lifestyle plans. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, uh, maybe you could take us like, well, actually first, before we go into that, you mentioned that this is exactly what you do. Like, can you maybe just fill in the gap a little bit on like how your business has transformed today from being a coach originally to kind of, I don't know, I don't want to speak for you, but is a coach of coaches or how would you describe it? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, it's been such a fun journey. So when I first started, I was actually working with teachers for the most part. So I was working with teachers and parents. My, my goal and my dream was to be able to support students in the long term with self-leadership work. So I created my own certification process that I was certifying teachers in so that they could then transfer the information to their students. And then I realized that my business started taking off pretty quickly and other coaches in the area that I was living, they were noticing. And so then I started getting a bunch of questions from coaches on the whole business model piece. And at the time I had gone through Experts Academy. So I had sort of like a baseline of what I was doing that was working. And then I certainly, you know, made it my own and and expanded it from there. But really there is just a very simple foundational piece that most coaches are missing. And so from there, that's when I started moving over more into the coaching arena. And I loved working with coaches because I understood, and I loved working, you know, with teachers and students too, because I understood their perspective and everything along those lines as well. But with coaches, they set aside a budget first and foremost for coaching and for mentorship. It's just something that we do as coaches, you know, we're, we are the life of our business. So we understand that the more that we grow and learn, the more that our business grows as well. And so it was nice to be able to be around like-minded, like-hearted people who already knew that they wanted to learn more about their self-leadership and their growth, and then also their business development. And so it really started with the self-leadership work. And then I went pretty heavy into the business development piece. And now I've really harmonized the two. So they a hundred percent go hand in hand. I love how you started with like effectively, like kind of the, when I think about your network, I think about like a, 
like a spider web or a target or something. You started with that first ring closest to you. You're already a teacher. And so you started working with other teachers. Can you talk a little bit about like what that journey was like getting your first coaching customer? Yeah. So, I mean, it was definitely some groundwork for sure. I, I was going into local schools and telling them a little bit about what I had going on. When you're working with teachers, there's two points of purchase, right? There's the teachers themselves that just want the work themselves to be a better teacher and a better leader. And then there was also at the admin levels. So being hired by the school to go in front of all the teachers. And so I was going at it from both angles just to see which one took off the fastest. And I just so happened to be um, at Colorado in Colorado at the time, which I'm originally from Buffalo, New York and had moved to Colorado once I resigned from teaching. And so Colorado in general just has a really booming entrepreneurial spirit there. Like people in all different industries and all different niches. It's so, it's so neat to be able to see that. And so I started to attract more individual teachers as, as they were learning about who I was and what I had going on. And I also joined like the chamber of commerce and things like that. So I was really sort of more offline at that point. And then when I started working with coaches was when I really went heavy into like the online world. Okay. Okay. And yeah, Colorado definitely has a entrepreneurial scene. I've spent a little bit of time there. Does that, uh, did you move there for that purpose or? Um, I just really needed a shift at the time. I had a family member. My sister lived in Loveland, Colorado. And so uh, she had just had my nephew and coming from a big Italian family. I was like, you know, I can go out there and help her out. She's all alone. So we were together while she had my nephew and I was growing my business and it was perfect. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's a, a great kind of bonus for your business as well, because you're kind of you're in a space to where there is ample crowds of people or potential prospects. Did you end up finding most of your like your entrepreneurial clients face to face or? Yeah. In the beginning for like the first three years, basically what I did was I would just do weekly meetups. So I would find, you know, the chamber of commerce room or rooms in the library or coffee shops that had like back rooms or things like that. And I would just do weekly meetups on different topics that I coach on different self-leadership topics. And it started with a group of like five and then they would tell their friends and then they would tell their friends and they would, and you know, within a couple months, I had these groups filled of like 30, 40, 50 people. Then I started doing retreats every couple or every um, quarter. And then it went down to twice a year and then it went down to annual. But yeah, I mean, so people just started finding me pretty quickly from there doing it that way. Wow. And this was remember back, this was like 10 years ago, right? So this was like 2013. So it was totally different than what it is now. But I still do think that some coaches like that in-person touch. So yeah, yeah, that's no, that's great. I mean, I think that's uh, often a lost art, if you will, um, in kind of modern internet digital marketing. People forget the the face-to-face interactions, like how impactful those are um, to like just building trust with your audience. Yeah. Um, it wasn't great for scaling though. I'll tell you that much. And that's where Kajabi really comes into play when it comes to just taking yourself out of the equation while still creating impact and income. And that's really where I was really starting to use the Kajabi tools. So I initially started by doing um, an online membership through Kajabi. And that was really just the place that I housed all of my digital products 
products and, and things like that resources. Um, so my resource library. And then from there, I was like, okay, let's really take a look at what Kajabi can do. Like, let's really look at how this could serve my audience and also my lifestyle. Well, maybe we can uh, just zoom in a little bit on scale and like how you, how did you get to the point where you realized it's time to actually expand what I'm doing or I guess free myself up? You started coaching more one-on-one. What was the indicator to actually take the next step? Yeah. So I started with group coaching with which I loved and I still love group coaching so much. And then I started taking on more one-on-one clients. And I, and as I did that, you know, I didn't know that so much then, but I know now because I'm super into human design. I'm not sure if you've learned about human design at all, but it's magical. Um, but it's, my energy levels don't, aren't really like sustainable when it comes to long-term one-on-ones. I, I, it's just too much energy for me. And so I started to find myself burning out and not really enjoying what I was doing when it came to all of the things that I was doing when it, you know, everything from like the marketing to the enrolling, to the onboarding, to the actual coaching sessions, to also creating new content. I mean, it just became a lot. And I think a lot of coaches can relate to that for sure, (laughs) because, you know, you get into this point where somehow, some way you get into this business model that you're like, Oh, my gosh, this business model doesn't feel great. Like how did this happen? And then you take a step back and you look at the things that feel really good and also the things that don't, and you start to sort of rearrange things. And so for me, I started to feel a little bit burnt out. And then I started to question like, how can I still make an impact and still make money and have a great lifestyle, but without me needing to be there all the time? Like what, what do I need to do in order for me to only do a few things every single week in order to create a quantum leap in my business and in my life. And so that's when, again, I started really looking at the tools within Kajabi, specifically the pipelines. Um, so I started to create more pipelines. Um, I, I recorded everything. So everything that I did was recorded and used as a resource in some way, shape or form, whether that was going out to my email list or whether it was part, you know, a bonus and a course that I created. I mean, everything was recorded and used. And before you knew it, you know, you have a couple hundred resources and it's, and it's really helpful to people, especially when you can, you know, I'm a Virgo. So I'm, I'm super into just like organizing and making sure everything looks clean and everything is exactly where it needs to be. And so in my membership now, you know, everything is just in these really, like I call them vaults. So everything is just like in a a very simple vault where if somebody is looking to create a freebie, they'll know where to go. And if somebody needs a social media template, they know where to go. You know what I mean? I love it. I love it. So maybe uh, a little bit more on kind of the digital products that you offer. Did that ever transition to like anything beyond, I guess, a resource for your customer base? Did you ever develop anything that's uh, specifically like sold on its own? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's like one of my favorite things to do. I'm I'm at my heart a creator. So I'm like the type of person I'm a total night owl tool, too. So I'll be, you know, with my tea at two o'clock in the morning, building out my courses and like that is the thing that like I, I brings me so much joy to be a creator as well, which is one of the things that I like to have time for, right? So um, I have multiple online courses. Um, some are full signature courses, some are mini courses, and some are what I consider to be masterclass series. And those are a little less put together, I guess you can say. It's something more along the lines of what we're doing here, but it's it's super fun. And, and I think each of them serves their own purpose. And so 
I started out having very clean, full signature programs and online courses. And I loved doing that. And I also think that it's important for anybody who's watching or listening to know that every time you create a product, it doesn't have to be a full online course or signature product, right? Like it could be something that's a little bit smaller that you sell for essentially like a similar price point. It's really just a matter of what you include and basically your confidence levels at that point and what your audience is looking for and wanting and needing. So I have a range of everything from, like I said, the signature programs, the online courses, masterclass series. I have one-off webinars or masterclasses, like just a one one day masterclass. There's everything from templates, checklists, cheat sheets, you know, every anything that anybody could possibly want is is sellable and scalable now in my business model. I'm so glad you said yes to that because I would have felt bad if you would have said, nope, haven't done that yet. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I wasn't, wasn't leading with that. Uh, I guess uh, maybe you could tell us like, was that was that a part of the journey from the get go? Did you always plan to expand digitally or did you did you initially think that you were just going to be a coach and that was kind of an afterthought that helped, helped you supplement the work that you were doing? I always knew I was going to scale. I did. You know, I it, when I first started my business, it was kellyanslinski.com and now it's selfleadershipglobal.com. And that was also part of like my scaling journey and also part of like an exit strategy. I mean, I think I'll always be a part of self-leadership global, no matter what, just because it's my purpose and it's, it's a fulfilling, meaningful experience for me. And so, um, but I just don't need to be the one that's doing everything all the time. Right. So at some point in time, that might be part of like an exit strategy, but yeah, I think just knowing I've always had a big vision. I have a vision of impacting 1 billion lives with self-leadership that could be through digital products, programs, or services. It could be the ripple effect of the people that I reach through my clients and students. I mean, I don't know that I'll ever actually know the official number, but that is the intention that I set and that I'm holding. And there's no way that I would be able to reach that number if I wasn't scaling and getting my message and my products, programs, and services out to the world the way that I am. Yeah. Let's, uh, if, if you don't mind, kind of go back to a little bit of where we started at. Like, can we talk a little bit more about, uh, you mentioned like extracting someone's genius. Like, what does that process look like? Is that something that we could do in 30 seconds or a minute or something? Like, I, I'm just really interested in learning more about that. Yeah. So I do that in both signature program that sells and online course simplified. Those are my two, um, two of my signature online courses that I have and programs in general. So, and that's another thing that we can talk about too, really quickly is that when you have an online course, you can use those through multiple streams of income, which I do. So my online courses are used as just online courses. They're also used in my one-on-one coaching. They're used in group coaching experiences. They're used in my membership. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can use a packaged product. And that's one of the things to be able to think about when we're developing these business models of, okay, how can I leverage something that I already have and create multiple streams of income from it? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. So extracting the genius, let's get back to that. So extracting your genius is definitely a process. Um, Some people it takes, you know, a couple hours. Some people it takes a little bit longer depending on what it is that they're extracting from their mind and from their lifelong experiences that they've had and basically how they want it to be organized. But I do have a freebie on this actually. It's called the signature program template, but this is a process basically of starting with the end in mind and then working back of, okay, if this is the end result or this is the end intention somebody's wanting to create in their life or business, what are the steps that I needed to take? 
take in order to be able to make that happen? And then within those steps, what are some of the smaller details in order to be able to make that step a reality? So it's a very simple process, but one that definitely takes a little bit of digging internally. Okay. So it sounds kind of just like a little bit of a reverse engineering of the process to get to identifying and defining the steps to achieve your goal. Exactly. Very nice. Well, uh, can you tell us a little bit about, I mean, you know, you've been on Kajabi for a long time. Maybe just take us through a little bit of like what that process has been for you in terms of transforming your business, I guess, from in person to digital. Like, I don't know if you want to throw out a percentage, but like, is it, are you now 50% in person, 50% online or how does that look right now? Yeah. So I'm, I'm 95% online, about 5% in person at this point. The 5% is an annual retreat that I do, but everything else is online. I, I travel a ton and it's part of like my lifestyle plan to have absolute geographical freedom. So it doesn't really make much sense for me to do much in person, unless it's like a meetup of my online community. You know, if I'm doing something along those lines, if I'm in a certain city or um, an area that I know that I have a big following, I'll, you know, have a meetup or something along those lines. But for the most part, it's just the annual retreat. Okay. Wow. So the vast majority of your business is now done in some form of digital format. It almost feels silly to ask this question, but like what, what for you has changed as a result of this transition? Naturally, you probably would have still been teaching if not, but like, what, what about your life has shifted? Oh my gosh. I'm just so free. Just so, I mean, I just, I just can't even explain the levels of, of freedom that are involved, like the freedom to fully express exactly who I am whenever I want to express it. You know, I have the freedom to do that. I have the freedom to travel anywhere I want to be with anyone I want. Like I want to be with family in Buffalo. I can go and do that tomorrow. If I wanted to be in Florida, I can do that. You know, like I can be anywhere at any time and I have the freedom to do that, like financial freedom, just, just freedom to live my life exactly how I want to live my life. And I don't think that there's anything more powerful than that for people, because when you can do things because you want to do them, not because you feel like you have to do them. I think that's when you could really make a huge impact on the world. When you show up from that kind of an energy and mindset in that space. Yes. Well, tell us, uh, I guess, what's next for you? Yes. So um, I am continuing to do my group coaching experiences, which I'm having so much fun with. And actually right now I'm having a ton of fun with the membership as well too. So I've been just adding more to the membership experience for my community. I've been doing a lot of communicating with my audience via my email list. That was one of the most amazing things that Kajabi has supported me with. Oh my gosh. So once I actually figured out these pipelines I have, I really don't have all that many. And, and the ones that I do have, I think there's like three or four specifically that have actual like freebies attached to them. So out of a few pipelines that have freebies attached to them, I've, I've attracted almost 10,000 email subscribers in just a, a, like three years or three wow. and a half years. So a very short amount of time. And that's completely organic. That's without any kind of ads or anything like that. I do YouTube marketing. Basically, I, I focus completely on search engines. So blogging my YouTube channel, and then also Pinterest to drive traffic to the top of each of those pipelines and the top of the funnels. And so just being able to have that level of safety, like there's like this internal safety that's happening because I have all of these things 
in place. And yeah, you know, did it take a little while to get them in place? Yeah. Was it clumsy and frustrating at first? Yeah, it was, you know, because you're a novice. You don't know what you're really doing and you're figuring it out along the way. And there's typically way more steps than we have any idea that there are. But then once you actually get the hang of it, you know, the second pipeline comes out faster and then the third is faster. And then the fourth is just like, it takes you a few hours where the first one might have taken you a week or something like that. So you just get faster and you grow and you get stronger and everything just comes so much easier. And that's really, I think where I'm at right now, my business model is that there is this level of ease and flow and really simplicity to the whole thing is, is what I think Kajabi really provided for my business model was, was a simplicity is my number one value, my top value. And so if it's not simple, I don't do it. And so that's why I think having Kajabi um, to have my back in this whole thing, like it really feels like my business has my back. It feels like if something happened and I couldn't work or if I couldn't show up for a certain amount of time, I have already so much content in, in all of like the areas of my business model and all my marketing that I'd be able to repurpose. I mean, things would be able to still run without me physically being there if that was necessary. And that is like a level of safety that I can't say every business owner has in their business. Yeah. That's like the ultimate dream of entrepreneurship. <laughs> yeah, it really is. That's why I, I mean, can you see why I love kids? I'm like a the fan yeah. club leader over here. <laughs> you guys did not it. pay me to say any of this. Like this is truth here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, uh, for anyone who's interested in maybe, maybe they're interested in starting their own, own coaching business or just interested in learning more about you, where's the best place for them to find you? Yeah. Um, two places. So selfleadershipglobal.com is my website. So you could find all of my products, programs, and services on there and my blog. So I, I give really great content in my blog. So it is a level of teaching and training and education on there for sure. And then the other place would be my YouTube channel. So same thing. It, it all depends on if you like to read your content or if you like to watch your content, but the YouTube channel is self-leadership global as well. So you could find me on either of those platforms. Awesome. Well, we'll of course have those in the show notes for everyone listening. Wanted to send out a special shout out to my friend, Dr. TK, actually a past guest on the show, left us a review and a comment on Apple Podcasts. I love it. But double plug, one for you, uh, Kellyanne, one for our listeners. Um, I love reading the reviews, especially if you leave a comment. I read them all. like to shout them out on a, on an episode as well. So if you have the time, would really appreciate that. Appreciate all of your feedback. With that said, I think that's all we have for you today. Thank you for joining us again, Kellyanne. Thanks so much. I've had such a great time with you and with Kajabi in general. So thanks so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> thanks. Well, that's all we have today. We will look forward to seeing you next week on the Kajabi Edge podcast. Thank you.